The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. The, the, let's see, there we go. So the theme for today is strength and the role of strength in practice. In particular, uh, the developing strength in five different areas of practice. Strength in confidence, strength in effort or persistence, strength in mindfulness, strength in uh, concentration, and strength in wisdom or discernment. And traditionally these are called the five faculties, which um, could just mean five abilities we might or might not use. But when they're used and developed, these five can become strengths. And when we have, when these are strong, they c- creates a different ecology or different dynamic for how we respond to the world around us or the world inside of us. Uh, sometimes the strength gives us stability and gives us courage, gives us a sense of efficacy where the things that happen to us don't have to have such a big impact. We don't even, sometimes we don't even have to fix anything uh, because we don't, we're not so concerned with the details of what's happening because we're, we're stronger than the events. There's this inner sense of strength that carries us through. And so I talked a little bit about strength of uh, confidence and strength of effort before. These feed into uh, developing mindfulness in a strong way. Because a lot, of, a lot of the strength of mindfulness has to do with persistence, just keeping doing it. Just keeping steady, keep showing up, keep doing it. A lot of the strength of mindfulness comes from not succumbing to um, mindlessness, not succumbing to the beliefs and thoughts that I can't do this, or this is too hard, or you know, I blew it or something. But just staying in the stream, staying with the mindfulness, and just developing it, not, not being shaken by it. The Buddhist language of strength, in terms of the five faculties, is to have them be unshakable in them. So unshakable mindfulness means that you're not thrown off course by anything. Just stay with the mindfulness, stay with the mindfulness. Now one of the things that um, helps in developing mindfulness to become strong is to appreciate that in and of itself mindfulness is pretty dumb. It's not, doesn't require, it's not like a really smart thing. Uh, It doesn't require a lot of technique, a lot of figuring things out. It's not like a complicated thing. It's basically staying put, staying present for the experience. And, uh, and being open to experience what's here. And just, just be with it as it is. Uh, some people who practice mindfulness confuse the mindfulness with wisdom and with uh, clear comprehension, trying to really understand what's going on or trying to be wise of what's going on. Mindfulness by itself is dumb. Dumb in the sense that it's just really being present without a lot of sophistication 
with what's happening in the moment. So, um, so one of the things that I think is helpful is to realize that mindfulness, the word mindfulness in English prioritizes the idea of mind. And so people think it's a mental thing that we're trying to do. I prefer, uh, it's not a literal translation, just like mindfulness is not a literal translation of sati, but I sometimes prefer bodyfulness to mindfulness because the ability to be present for our experience has a lot to do with all our senses being open, the senses that are available when we're grounded in our body. And it's more about being present for something with all that we have than it is about you know, mentally making a note and mentally kind of just recognizing what's happening. So when I was in uh, practicing in Japan, um, they, uh, um, in Soto Zen, a big part of the practice of Zen was to practice uh, kind of a being fully present for your experience in a very accepting way, just this moment here. It could sound like you're supposed to be kind of a wimp and just kind of be present and just be with how things are. But when I tried to be with things in, in, the, in the monastery, they would often come and nudge me to say it mildly. And they'd say that Gil, Gil-san, um, you have to do it with Zen no Chikara. And uh, that means uh, with Zen strength. And you expected to do, and what they meant by Zen strength was uh, you're supposed to, whatever you do, include your whole body in doing it. So, uh, like I would pick up a pot of rice with one hand, and that was not doing with Zen strength. Uh, to do it with Zen strength, you had to pick it up with both hands and really be there for the pot. You and the pot were going to be like, you were going to offer your presence to that pot and really be there as if the pot counted. My tendency was to pick up one hand, let it dangle, and walk down the hall to, to put it on the table, right? And then who could care about a pot of rice, you know? You know, it's just like, just a pot, right? Mmm. They said, Zen no chikara. So I pick it up in two hands and just... And um, so it isn't like, you know, like physical strength, but it's just wholeheartedness, to wholehearted presence for what we're doing. So if you feel vulnerable or afraid, to offer a wholehearted presence to that, Kind of like the gesture would be to, to, um, to kind of sit up straight and open your hands like this. Okay, I'm afraid. <laughs> and then just really kind of feel and be with it. Sense it. So really feel, be with the experience with all the senses. Let all the senses uh, be present for the experience. Uh, one of the meanings for satipatthana which is the practice of mindfulness, and is to stand near, be close to something. So to hold it near, be present close. And so there's a strength uh, that can be developed of mindfulness where we develop the strength of standing near, being close to, being open to, uh, sensing, being with the experience. And then to have strength means that you persist, means you stay that way. It becomes, you know, like the, you have confidence in the ability to be mindful. You have persistence in doing it. It's something that you uh, value and you offer yourself over to, over and over again. And as you do it, 
moment by moment, step by step, over weeks and months and years, the capacity to be present for experience becomes stronger. And as the capacity to be present becomes stronger, then uh, less and less needs to be done, less and less needs to be fixed, because the sense of presence, the sense of mindfulness, the strength of it, is so satisfying. The sense of being mindfully present is kind of like the story I told earlier, becoming the elephant rather than the ant. And so it's like, oh, you know, I, I know how to be with this. I can be present for it. And if I'm really present for it, you know, I'm not pushed around by it. I'm not caught by it. I'm not stuck in it. I'm not, I don't contract around it. I don't, you know. So to, um, to be mindful in a strong way, I'm translating as to be mindful wholeheartedly. To be mindful in a strong way is to be unshakable in the mindfulness. And um, so if, I don't know how it is for you, the language of whole, wholesomeness, whole, uh, um, wholeheartedness, um, for me it's a very welcoming idea, wholeheartedly give myself for what I'm doing, it's there for it for the moment. The idea of unshakable might seem like a higher ideal, but sometimes it's useful to hear about ideals because it kind of points us in the direction that we're growing into. To be unshakable in the mindfulness, no matter what happens, trusting the mindfulness. And it's more like a settling back into our capacity to be present than it is trying to do something. It's almost, un, it's almost like undoing than doing, to be unshakable. Don't give in to the kind of things that undermine the mindfulness. Just stay there, stay present, stay present, stay present. And then to offer you a different um, metaphor than the ant and elephant one. Some of you maybe don't like that. Uh, It's the metaphor of the boat going through the water. That uh, the boat's heading in a direction and there's all these obstacles in the way in the nature of the water. Obstacles you don't have in land. You have the water to deal with. But the boat has this sharp bow and it kind of cuts through the water and all the water just washes off the side of the boat. And so it doesn't really interfere very much. It just kind of washes off the side. And the boat doesn't care so much about the waves, the the, the wake that gets formed. So the, the strength of mindfulness means that some things we just stay, we're very present, very respectful, we know what's happening, but we just let things kind of just wash off the side of the boat. They don't have to stop us. They don't have to stop our mindfulness. And the final thing I'll say about uh, what undermines mindfulness, and again, something that's kind of reference point that's useful to be aware of, is uh, what undermines mindfulness is retrospective thinking. Something happens, we are aware it happens, we're present, we know it, and then we start thinking. A noisy car drives by, we're mindful of the noise, and then why is IMC in a noisy street? That was a wrong kind of car to be driving Redwood City. Or maybe that's how a car sounded good. I wonder, I need a new car. I wonder what that, what that was. 
So you're, now you're starting to think about what just happened. That's retrospective thinking. And, and some of the, uh, easily to get fooled into thinking that the retrospective thinking is a kind of mindfulness. Oh, what was that exactly? How did I feel it? Not aware that it's already gone. So to be mindful is just to be with what is, wholeheartedly, unshakable, with persistence. And it's possible to do that with strength. And I'm confident that each of you has the capacity to develop strong mindfulness simply by the continuity of doing it day in and day out in whatever way you can. Slowly it'll build over time until it becomes a strength that becomes a treasure that you carry with you. And with that treasure, you'll be less influenced or less seduced by what happens around you because you have the treasure here, the treasure of mindfulness. So thank you. Um, So now we're fortunate that some of our Sangha members